Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about a topic that has been broadly discussed over at least the last decade probably much longer. What I'm talking about here is our work-life balance, but what we're going to do today, and that's something that doesn't happen that frequently, is that we are going to have a look at how sleep plays into the equation of having a good work-life balance. So I know in this week's episode, the title has a little spoiler included. It's how sleep deprivation actually destroys your work-life balance. But my promise for you is that we're not only going to dig into the why, to give you an understanding why it's important to actually change or take care of sleep, but also what the exact steps are to bring you back to good, high-quality night of sleep, to set a solid foundation for a work-life balance, because without sleep, you can literally save all the other efforts that you're putting into your work-life balance. So if you're feeling overworked at the moment, you're worn out, you're tired, you're not getting enough high-quality sleep, then we're going to move to doing things that are in line with your work-life sleep balance. We're going to take care that you get a high-quality sleep again, and we're going to set you up for inner harmony and raising your energy levels to where they belong and where they were before which you might be experiencing right now, your work-life sleep balance got a hit. The story of a bad work-life balance typically starts something like this. We want to get the most stuff done that we can for the companies that we're working for or let our businesses grow the best we can. We want to be the best moms, the best dads, the best spouse, the best friends we can. And at some point, it just gets too much. And then we think it's a smart decision to cut down on our sleep. And to be fair, this sounds like a great idea and at first it might even work and that makes it even more dangerous. But in reality, it's more like us moving a car from where we are right now to a given destination and at some point in between, we notice that we do not have enough gasoline to reach that destination. So, instead of making the reasonable decision to look for a petrol station, to have a break, fill up the gasoline, we decide to not waste time, hit the gas and in the end, we burn through our gasoline even faster and that can lead us to stop somewhere in no man's land without gasoline, which would be like having a burnout. So let's get started by expanding the classic model of work-life balance through sleep. So now we're talking about work-life sleep balance and I like to call them the big three. It's nothing to do with the big five that you can see in Africa when you're on a safari. But the big three are essential if you want to live a fulfilled life and sleep plays a major role. Sleep is the mechanism of regeneration in nature and without getting enough high quality sleep, our life and our work will be impacted. The very first thing that we are going to experience if we're not getting enough high quality sleep is that we're running on low energy levels and with that we're simply not up for the challenge. It doesn't matter if you are working for a company or if you're running your own business, you're just not going to perform as well as you would if you would be well rested. And the same is true for our private lives. 
Typically, we will try to avoid to meet up with people and rather turn to the sofa and over time that can even lead to self-isolation. But that would be too easy because humans are super tricky. So if, and this can, can be really interesting for you, especially if you're a pro, like what we like to do is to set up deadlines that are challenging, to have appointments stacked one behind another, and we do so to generate stress because stress is that vehicle that can boost our energy even though we might be tired. And that works. You can run through the day, feel highly energized even though you're tired, but stress over longer periods of time is really harmful and will have a negative impact on your health and also might even accelerate the process of self-isolation because after work you're probably going to experience a drop, a real drop in your energy levels, uh, taking all the fun of your private life away from you. So let's move on to the next aspect when it comes to not getting enough sleep and that is that our mood will be impacted negatively so we're just not going to feel as good and we all know the feeling that we experience when we get up and we didn't get enough sleep and it's not the hip hip hooray I'm up and running feeling. So our mood gets a hit and the reason for this is there are two reasons, two main reasons. The first is that we don't get uh, as much dream sleep as we could and should because dream sleep tends to build up in the later hours of our sleep especially. So if we don't get enough sleep we cut away a lot of the dream sleep and dream sleep is something that the well-known sleep expert Matthew Walker calls our built-in therapy system. So it's very important to maintain our mental health, especially when times are challenging. So that's number one. And number two is that if we don't sleep enough, our amygdala is uh, alert. And the amygdala is kind of the area in our brain that is responsible for the flight, fight and flight uh, reaction system in our bodies. So if this system is high, highly alerted, then we're higher likely to pick up on things that our colleagues, our family members, or anybody else says to us as a negative, as a threat. And we might overreact. We might feel emotions that are not adequate to the situation. The next thing that is going to get a major hit when it comes to not getting enough sleep is our decision-making capability. And I think you'll agree that making good decisions is crucial when it comes to performing well in your life, when it comes to performing well for your business, your career, and to making the right decisions to balance your life when it comes to your work-life-sleep balance. And if we are in a bad mood, if we feel alert, if we um, are tired, our energy levels are low, our decisions are just going to turn weak on us with all the negative impact that this has for our entire life. So probably one of the most important things to keep in mind. And the last thing that I'm going to pick up on here is that our overall productivity rates drop. It doesn't matter if you look at your life or your business, your career, um, the value that you deliver gets less and we quite often or most people don't even realize that this is the case because we're cutting down on sleep and we might even think we get more done. But if you start to measure your true results and compare them over a period of four, eight weeks, 
I assure you that you will get more done if you're well rested, you've got the energy levels, you're focused, you plan your day, and you work on the things that, that truly matter. So with that said, let's have a look at what we want to do to align things, to make things work better for us, to get that sleep, to get that work-life balance in a harmony. And the steps that we want to take are quite simple and straightforward. That's the good news. Step number one is to prioritize sleep. There will be no change happening as long as we think that sleep is a waste of time. So we should acknowledge that sleep is going to improve our overall life. We should acknowledge that sleep will improve our work results, our uh, life results, and will bring us into that harmony that we're looking to feel and become who and what we are. Step number two is to set up a sleep goal. If you've got a written goal, integrate sleep into that goal. Write into your goal why sleep is important, why you're going to take care that you get enough sleep, enough high quality sleep, and you might even write into that goal how you're going to achieve that. Step number three is to align your sleep times to your chronotype. Uh, what's the chronotype? It's essentially the day-night rhythm and we are all slightly different when it comes to our sleep patterns. Some people are early birds getting up in the early morning. Others are burning the midnight oil, the late night owls, and others are in between. So figure out which, which uh, chronotype you are and align your sleep times to your chronotype if possible. Step number four is to take care that you sleep enough. If you know how much sleep you need, take care that you get that amount. Duration matters, sleep duration matters. So take care that you get enough sleep and that you get it daily. And step number five is to keep your sleep time steady. Try to keep them steady over all seven days of a week. Uh, obviously, there will always be exceptions in our lives, and that's good. Nature is super tricky and can handle exceptions very, very good. They're even good for us to build resilience. But we want to take care that 80% of what we do is aligned with our biorhythm, meaning that we go to bed at the same time, get up at the same time, and stick to that regular steady sleep schedule as often as possible. And the very last thing that you want to do is to protect or to create a great sleep environment. If you have a look at your bedroom, it should be clean, cozy, quiet. You should be able to block out sunlight if that's necessary for you. And this should just be the room where you love to end your days. Keep work out of the bedroom. Keep TV out of the bedroom. Keep your mobile devices out of the bedroom or put them into flight mode. So get into good sleep habits. Get, get distractors out of your way. And that way you're going to set up the boundaries for a great, great uh, sleep quality. And in the morning, you are going to notice the difference. So that's the last thing that you want to tackle. And a good thing about the environment is that we can typically implement these changes very quickly and they're going to have a high effect. For me personally, cutting down on my sleep cost me at least one year worth of productivity, uh, probably far more, to be honest. See, I don't know what intention you had when you opted into this podcast, but if you feel that your work-life balance is not really a balance, if you're not living in harmony, if your energy levels are lower than they are supposed to be, then I hope that you got inspired to implement the simple steps that we walked through, starting off with prioritizing sleep in your life. And if you're a business professional, an entrepreneur, a coach, consultant, a parent, 
then you might be thinking that you cannot allow yourself to sleep more right now because you're not going to get your stuff done. And in reality, you can. I've got a proven nine-step system that will let you increase your productivity whilst creating a healthy work-life sleep balance. So you can sleep more, you can experience high energy levels, you can make time for your family, your kids, your friends, yourself, and be more productive at the same time. Uh, to ease the process, I'm going to share a tool with you that I use in my coachings. Uh, it's completely at no cost. So you can download this tool. It's called the Productivity Launch Map. It's going to walk you through nine steps, simple steps, and it goes along with the training that I did for you to help you walk through the process. And after you run through that, I'm sure you're going to experience a complete new level of work-life sleep balance. I do not know how long I'm going to share this tool for free. So best check it out right away at sleeptrust.eu. I'm going to post the link in the show notes or drop me a message on Facebook or Instagram. You're going to find me if you search for Sleep Trust. And with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust podcast. Not getting enough high quality sleep is bad for your energy levels, your mood, your health and your productivity rates. To create a healthy work-life balance, we need to focus on sleep first. To do so, best follow these simple steps. Number one, prioritize sleep. Number two, set up a sleep goal. Number three, align your sleep times to your chronotype, your biorhythm. Number four, sleep enough. Number five, keep sleep times steady. And number six, protect a good sleep environment. And that's it for this episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you're going to tune in next time when we are going to talk about how to set up sleep goals. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week, and until then, have a good sleep.